So, thank you for letting me interview you. Love the notebook, by the way. <laughs> okay. Why do you want to do this interview, Joseph? I wasn't sure I wanted to. I, uh, okay. I, uh, you know, um, one of uh, one of my employees introduced us on email. Mm-hmm. I guess he spoke on my behalf, um, and I guess I spoke to to uh, Mark. to Mark. Um, and I guess Mark is incredibly passionate about what you're up to. So somehow this conversation came up. He was um, my employee was uh, Lawrence was in, uh, I guess presenting our vision, and uh, people feel something about our company Mm -hmm. and uh, I suppose that triggered Mark to say well you know we are working on this project you're working on this project and and when I got that first email you know I I was my my first instinct is well I'm not doing anything crazy but in the same time I I was intrigued by the concept that you're set up to do so okay how I actually came across you is um, because Lawrence had a flyer about what you were up to, ah. Mark read it, bought it home, and I went, I think I just found you a went? maverick. Yes. Wow. That's okay. How it so happened. that's actually how it happened. And okay. then I just got that email, I was traveling, and, yeah. and I, it's not something I do. I, I recognize sometimes I need to be the face for the organization. I'm incredibly passionate about what we do, and I've been told many, many times that this passion has to carry through with a big idea like ours. That being said, um, you know, about me, it's never really about me. And as we get into why we do what we do, yeah. But okay. in this particular case, I'm really significantly more intrigued about what you're up to than I am. No, see, because I'm definitely <laughs> intrigued about what you're up to. Okay. Um, if you look at it this way, I'm just a messenger. Perhaps, perhaps. Right. So, <laughs> why do you think? How would you define a maverick? Well, yeah, I was going to ask you that as you're talking about it. I actually. Um, you know, within the context of me not 100% sure and almost questioning my my inner, quote-unquote, maverickness because mm-hmm. I, I still think I could have done and I can continue to push the envelope further, I do think it's people that see things that others don't see. I actually think, frankly, um, it's they see the they see the invisible and do the impossible. And in many ways... Um, in many ways, that is the people that influence me that I would recognize them as mavericks okay. are ones that just have such thick skin and clear vision. Okay, excellent. Why do you think you're a maverick then? You've just defined them. You know this is a project on business mavericks. You said yes. So I, by default, I've obviously acknowledged that. Well, two components, I suppose, why I'm here. One is, in a way... Um, if I'm going to be really genuinely true to my mission, to what I stand for as a leader for my own staff, when one or a few of my staff acknowledge that yes. in me, I have to. I can't be flipping about it. I can't just just. So that's one okay. reason for this particular what reason I'm here. Um, um, I would say that I'm incredibly passionate about what we're set up to do with Bazenga, my company. And because of that, then I can't begin to tell you how many doors have slammed in our faces as we were set up to do, as you can imagine. But I can't begin to tell you now that we're actually affecting that change in a significant way. Okay. How satisfying that feels. So perhaps that is our organization, our people are perhaps a bunch of mavericks that just required one somewhat crazy leader to step up and maybe put his own money and, you know, commit the first 
you know, uh, I'll make the biggest sacrifice to begin with, which just happened to be me. Okay, thank you. The London School of Economics developed a maverickism scale. I'm going to give you seven statements, and you just need to say true, false, can't decide. People tell me that I'm a maverick, or words to that effect. True. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. True. I'm struggling with the narrative because it's not really usually something I, I talk about myself or think of myself. But Today, right honey, for this hour, talk about yourself. Okay. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. That's true. I'm much more productive than other people. Yeah, true. I have very unusual talents. No. Okay. I'm generally underestimated by people. Can't decide. Okay. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. Yeah, you do. Why do you do things differently? Why? Yeah. I see things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. I, see, I deconstruct problems a little bit differently. I, um, I used to struggle um, why others couldn't see the solutions the way I see them. Right. And it became evident to me that it's just the way I'm wired, especially in business problems. Um, I don't know why. I okay. just, that's how I see it. Okay. Can you give me an example of something you do differently and how? Um, there's, you know, from a, from a, a leadership point of view, um, we live in a world that's full of just cliches and there's a book written about every single aspect, the IQs, the EQs, mm -hmm. the maverickness supposedly the SQs but, you know, now as well the SQs right so so without without trying to come up with something that's so relevant or so in parallel of, mm. of the traditional um I I see what people can be and it's incredible because sometimes I'm wrong but a lot of times I'm right okay and the journey often is, when I'm right, journey is often when what we go through, me and that person, to recognize how powerful, how amazing they can be, at whatever um, that is. Yep, get that. Is what you do equated to the bottom line or something else? What I do has almost nothing to do with bottom line. So what's it to do with? It's all about doing something that is bigger than me. Wonderful. Yeah. Is any part of being a maverick to do with autonomy over your life? It hasn't been for me simply because I've been blessed in every opportunity I've ever worked in, even when I had many bosses, essentially, <laughs> to have been able to carve autonomy in my role okay and it's perhaps because i'm generally a competent person mm -hmm. so have decent manager recognizes that and let them let the competent people yeah. do what they do, do. do. Yeah. so i really didn't set out to be an, an executive or okay. an entrepreneur for 
control my own life. It just became a byproduct of how I operate. Okay. Does doing things differently require certain skills, talents, mindsets? And if so, what are they? Uh, I'm not sure it requires different talents. Okay. Um, because there's many, many great talents in organizations that haven't achieved great things. True. So, so it isn't just a case of, of, of talent. I think, I think achieving great things is when you align your existing talents with a vision that really is transcending or, or, or a vision that is significantly more powerful than a traditional objective. Okay. Okay. Slightly too... No, no, no. But you, I no, think no, you know, no. I think it's you know perfect. what I mean. Okay. What are the challenges to being a maverick? Part of being a maverick is something I call being in the cold front. Okay. Cold front arguably applies to entrepreneurs, mavericks, those people that kind of see something that the others mostly can't see. Mm. And the cold front to me, from my personal experience, is a place where you, even though you're loved and you're well-liked and loved by your team or you're well-loved by your home and your family and all that stuff, you still find yourself making difficult decisions and you feel like you're on the cold front, you're on the outside and you're sitting there it's a storm and the blizzard around you. Yeah. And you, no matter how warm everything around you can yeah. be in life, you're making an incredibly difficult decision purely based on your gut and your, your quote-unquote talents yeah. that you've been... And then, and then it gets worse when there's a lot more people's livelihood, quote-unquote livelihood, or, or basically feeding their own children are on the... Mm. Are, are, you know, so... That's probably the biggest challenge that yeah. I think a maverick has. I would venture to say that, you know, most people probably, oh, maverick, it's tough to get the door slammed in your face or people not agreeing with your vision. Actually, that's not that bad. We're so ridiculous. We have such conviction. I have personally such conviction in what I'm set out to do. It actually doesn't bother me at all when people don't mm. see the vision. Yeah. You know, because it's another challenge. you see the vision. And because of what you said earlier, tell me I can't do it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's... Exactly. So... What aspects of your character influence your maverick approach? Hmm. Uh, I think I really believe in that you just got to do the right thing. Everybody, I'm sure many people will, will say that. There's an expression, I, I grew up in Alexandria, Egypt. Okay. And Alexandria is a coastal city, as you probably know. And I so. lived in um, Sin I lived in Sharm El Sheikh for a year. No, yeah, but I'll tell you about that. Oh my goodness! Okay, so you're all, yeah. yeah. My wife loves Sharm El Sheikh, so so I lived I lived in Alexandria, grew up in Alexandria, and there was an expression in Egypt, uh, Alexandria specifically, the coastal uh, expression, which says you do the deed, which is you do the right thing, mm -hmm. and you throw it in the sea, and the idea is you're in a you're in a little tiny boat, and those pedal boats, and you're deep, 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 and you do the right thing. Nobody's watching. Nobody can see it. And not only that, but you've actually buried it in the sea because you've done it. So you're not even going to talk about it afterwards. Yeah. And the point about that, whether you believe in karma, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in good positive vibes, whatever you believe, whatever you believe mm. into, 
I am a believer that these, these, this series of things, events, deeds that you throw away and you do without, just for the sake of not others seeing it, translate into, a, and you can call that a part of character, you can call that a trait, you can call that a belief in life or principle, however you describe it or one describes it. I believe all these things become and end up um, your compass when it comes to your big decisions, including doing things that others don't see. Um, so so in, in, in the case of our initial or current world that I live in, I genuinely incredibly am passionate about connecting people within these condos, within these homes, within the city, with people like yourselves, wonderful people like you that live in this building. There's probably other people that, you know, you came here, you probably don't know that many people. And there's probably people that would love to know you and vice versa. But it's 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 a concrete jungle. It's all key fog. I'm a bit of an you. anomaly. I actually know most people. Because you, you're what we call champions. Like we call people like you life champions, right? Because you're absolutely that. I can see that obviously. But... But what if you're not that? What if you... Then you need somebody then to you help need, you. you need connectivity. Yeah. Yeah. So, so big idea again, but I go, I go back to, to... If we do that right thing, guess what? We will make money as a company. We will, we will get adoption. We will get press. We will get all these other things that, that you think are, are needed for success. Mm. But you do the right thing first. You build exactly. the right thing first. That's, yeah. that's it. I think you put that lovely. Oh, thank you. Oh, you don't know me yet. I never lie. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Are you born or bred a maverick? <sighs> You're bred. I, I, I have a difficult time believing that one is born with that. I just think of my own influences in life, bits and pieces of my parents, bits and pieces of the people of. I've met and people that I've, I've been influenced by. I think, I think you're, you're, you're bred okay. that way. Do you think your childhood in any way impacted on you being a maverick today? Massively. Give me an example. Well, the most immediate obvious one is I grew up in this lower middle class, mm -hmm. five-story concrete home. Um, townhouses are not even town, like a building, like a flats, basically. Yeah. In, in, in Alexandria. And, and I was the um, oldest boy in the building, you know, yeah. even though I left yeah. at 16, but I was the oldest boy in the building. We we had a we were lower middle class and um, we in the in the eighties we only had one phone in the whole building our neighbor had a phone okay so so I was influenced by this you know my grandmother lived in Canada she would make a call into Egypt and she wouldn't do the math properly obviously so she would call at three o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. the phone would ring at the neighbor's house and they would knock on our door so we can connect with my grandmother and stuff but there was such kindness between us and our neighbors. She was an incredible woman. She would boil the water. You'd think she'd be upset because we woke up her three young children. Mm. But she's not. She's making tea for us. She's mm. make, giving me cookies as a seven year, eight year yeah. old boy and at the three o'clock in the morning. And But in the same time, every time I went out to buy bread or eggs or whatever, mm. I would do that for them. And I'm not even sure we've ever exchanged money between them and my mother. Like, just yeah. sort it out. We just took did care it. of each other. We yeah. did it. And... Absolutely, that played a major role yeah. in, in how I'm now trying to use technology and, and other means for us to really do it in a big way. I think really it's a beautiful a idea. Way. I think it's Thank a you. really, Thank really you. beautiful idea. Thank you. I think you're going to like this one. 
How is your enthusiasm and drive and energy related to being a mother? <laughs> I get told all the time that I speak with incredible amount of passion about what we're set up to do, that there's so much enthusiasm about us. I don't feel it. I don't feel that. Like, I don't put it on. I'm speaking to you now in the exact same way I would be speaking to a group of 300 people the same way. But I'm, so, I'm just going to go off this one. Yeah. That is your gift. Maybe. Maybe. There's no maybe. Okay, that is my gift. Because what it is is you're authentic. Yeah, yeah. So to you, it won't seem like you're... It does, it, of course it's not going to be put on because it's coming from here. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. so genuinely authentic yeah. that to the person, to you doing it, it's like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Like, I mean, and I get that. Okay. okay. But to everybody else, mm. you have to just remember that they, most people don't have that fire in that energy. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden, um, my mother's Indian Mm-hmm. And she, slight tangent, but I think you need to hear this. Absolutely. My mum explained something to me once as a way to get me to understand things. And she said, if you put, if you light a candle and we'll put it in this room where we've got loads of big windows and it's light and airy, the light doesn't make much difference. Right. She said, you put that, you light a candle in a dark room. Mm. And look All how the sun. It's amazing. And yeah. that's how I sometimes mm. that's how that's what made me think of when you were saying that. It's nothing amazing, but to you you're this candle, but the thing is you're a candle in a dark room. Oh wow, that's powerful. I mean that's incredibly powerful. Yeah? Thank okay. you for saying that. How do you see rules? Rules. Yeah. <sighs> it's it's an incredible struggle. This concept of rules. Um, there's many... So I, I, I layer rules in different ways, right? Okay. I mean, especially within the context of what we set out to do now in my last company, which is financial services, boring mm-hmm. financial services, but it was meant to help people make payments and stuff. Uh, I That's think... That's exactly boring then. Well, it, it, it wasn't for me, but yeah, I, exactly. I, just find, I find for most people. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, but they actually get intrigued by the ideas. But... I, I say that because there are rules. You need government rules. We just met, I met with the mayor today in the mayor's office. And you need bylaws. You need order. You need these things. Those ones, that's life. There's much, much smarter people, more educated people, people that research and understood the impact of these things on social economics and all this stuff. I don't really often question these things. Where I struggle is perhaps, is perhaps you know, the, the, the rules unwritten rules or rules of how companies operate. This is where I sometimes struggle. Okay. Sometimes, not always. Yeah. Um, and it's a, you know, when I'm as a CEO of my own company and I can quote-unquote arguably make my own rules, yeah. um, I, I do think there's order that's required to achieve things. Okay. Because I don't think, I think if you invest a significant amount of time to hire the right people with the right mind frame and set, you know, mindset and, and, and passion about what you're set up to do, you really need a lot less rules. You actually need them to to run with the with okay. the show, but sometimes it's not always the case because it's impossible. How do you how do you scale up? How do you build teams and cultures that can be so self sustaining? And I don't have enough experience in my life professionally to say that I have seen it done successfully under my watch. Right. But I'm certainly gonna try, and okay. we'll see what happens.
Yes. Okay. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business, or was there a particular trigger? No, I haven't. Um, I have... There was... I don't know if there was a trigger, but there was a, a certain boiling point whereby okay. I couldn't resist and stop my own um, desire to really push the envelope. Okay. So let me let me preface that by yeah. saying, let me explain that. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear. My that. last company was hyper growth company. Okay. I was the COO, chief operating officer. Right. I managed basically the operations of the company every day. I needed whether there was rules or not, I needed to make sure everything worked. Okay. And you know, it was a very incredibly difficult job and stressful and all the things, yes, and, and, and satisfying. And then there was inside of me this thing that wanted me to go out and impact more of people's lives. And I, I felt like I was doing that within my own company. At least I could convince myself that I was doing that. But I also knew that I could actually spread my wings much bigger and impact a much bigger group of people. And if it wasn't until I had my third child or my children start growing older and I was, um, and I can see myself aging and life didn't, I was no longer this young kind of invincible guy that will always be healthy, that will always be running around and stuff where, where you start really start reflecting on things in a different mm -hmm. way. You start looking at your parents in a different age and, and you realize, you start seeing life in a different way. And when, it, when that happened to me, is I just feared, feared um, a lot. My moment on my deathbed when I'm saying, "Oh, my own children." This is a pretty over dramatic, perhaps, but it's no, it's, it's not. as authentic as it can be. This is truly how I felt. Yeah. And you're this moment. You're my three beautiful children around me, and and will I have a single regret if they ask me that question? Dad, do you have a single regret? And I feared that question not being answered in a way that can light their own direction in life. Yes. I feared it so much. I can't begin to tell you. Like, I'm telling you. Oh, honey, it you're kept me. to the converted. Love it. I, 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 I didn't sleep. Right. So here I am. I'm thinking, you know what? Making good money. I'm giving him great life. life. Everything is great. Really, you can check the boxes and you're tick the box and you're in good shape. There's really nothing. But then I was like, but I won't be honest. I can't give them that answer. And my in my heart, I know the answer is, even if I failed miserably, that I went out and I tried to do it in a big way to impact people and change life. I'm just checking this is still recording because this is great. Okay. Okay. Do you know what's going to be really... I'm going to go off... When I go off on tangents, it's because it's better to tell you when the idea is in the head. Would you like to know what my first blog post was called? Tell me. No regrets, live your life awesome. I published it for the Huffington Post. You're kidding. No, and I will send you a copy. I need you to send me whatever you can. I, I'm so, I want to I wanna read a lot of this. We'll, 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 we'll talk. Um, are you always a maverick? Or do you choose to be so at times now? Hmm. <laughs> I can't wait for your book. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm taking no credit. These questions, I started off with 10. Yeah. These came from the Mavericks. Really? I, I, I say I can't wait to read it because I want to read what the other 99 will say. Um, that's why. But um, um, I'm selective um, in where I apply some of my leadership. Okay. Um, so I'm a soccer player. Okay. Okay. Football player. You're London. What team are you supporting? 
Chelsea. Do I look like a football girl? Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. You're, you're, you're a mountain girl, that's true. Yeah. Good enough. Okay, so I'm, I'm a football guy or whatever. So I, in, in my years growing up, I was a decent football player. So I would, you know, be usually the captain or whatever. And I would apply this thing when things really matter. Now I play, but I play for fun. And I, I, I used to get really wound up about football and winning the matches and stuff competitive. And now I just feel like, you know, others can take a step in the leadership. My, my role here is different, right? Yes. And, you know, when I sit on boards or I go and advise different groups, not-for-profits, whatever, I try to be somewhat selective because the, at the end of the day, two things need to happen. One is other people, if I see the, if, you know, I go back to what I said earlier, if I see the potential in people, if I see, then you don't want to get up and actually over, over you know, hover over that, right? You want to let that nurture and, and go. So sometimes I do take a back seat yeah. in my life, even my own children in moments where, um, you know, I don't want to be a dominant voice all the time. You know, it, you know what it's like? If you never let go of the bike, how's the person supposed to ride it without so a stabilizer? It's so true. Well said. Um, do you turn the maverickism dial up and down? So there's times when you choose to be in times when they're not. But is there like, you know... Right, in this situation, I can just put this on full whack. They can handle it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm still working through all that is maverickism or, mm -hmm. or ness. Make the word up. Yes. <laughs> we own this. Fair enough. It's yours. No, there you go. There it's you go. ours. It's ours. Okay. So, I'm, I, you know, I will say this. There are moments where I feel like leadership is an innovation and vigor is required. Yes. Because because we can't be taken, we can't be crossing the channel at two nautical hours. We're just not going to survive. No. So, so you go, you know what, going back to some of your talents, your skills, and you go in and you got to do this in a big way. There are moments where you think, wow, what a big idea or big opportunity, mm -hmm. but it requires three or four key difficult people to embrace it. The disruptors. Exactly. So you got to go, and, and I do put it on. And that time, I press, I yeah. put my foot right through okay. for that. Brilliant. You know one of the ways I hmm. that's helpful to do it? Because remember, I coach for a living. Um, ask yourself the question, why would anybody follow me? That's what I do. Ask myself the question, why would they follow me in this situation? Hmm. When you're turning the dial up and down, mm -hmm. or switching it on and off, is that a conscious decision or an unconscious decision? Unconscious. I, I, I gotta tell you, it's unconscious. Okay. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? <laughs> well, the advantages tend to be that you you can you can actually achieve what you foresee so okay so that's a big that's a big thing to say yeah it's one thing to have a vision for something it's another thing to achieve it well if you don't have the ability to get people on board and yeah that so that's the advantage the disadvantage is you know probably isn't a ton other than other than the the weight of that responsibility okay and it's not a disadvantage it's just a it just a, it comes with the territory. Is it? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I'm hearing you say, it's a, it's an acknowledgement that there's a responsibility. Huge responsibility. Okay. Absolutely. Because cool. we cannot speak yeah, about yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you're old or anything, but has age and experience altered your maverick approach? Yeah. If so, how have you grown? Yeah, I'm 41. Okay. Well, I'm 40. I'm going to be 41 in August. Um. 
I was one of those fortunate, unfortunate, whatever it is, as an executive of a very fast-growing company at 22, 23. Mm -hmm. So all I've known is being in a role of leadership. Right. Okay. And responsibility. Mm -hmm. the, so that's kind of been consistent in my life. Where it's altered, or where age has played a major role in how I approach that, mm -hmm. is my complete conviction now that it's all about the people. So everybody says that sometimes, right? Like about, about success and achieving things. Everybody sometimes says, oh, it's all about the people. It's all. I agree with that. But there is, there, is, there is a significant moment that I personally experienced whereby I realized that human beings and their, their supernatural powers and their absolute downfalls are the levers that make amazing things happen or terrible things happen. Okay. That's really what happened with age. Okay. What aspects of your business, so we're talking about Bazinga yeah. at the moment, are you most maverick in? Remember, maverick means thinking differently. Yeah, totally. I, I, I think the biggest component or of, of what we do that hasn't been unearthed by any other technology company mm -hmm. or, uh, that, that attempted to solve the problems that we're solving is, is the inherent belief that we have that people want to be good to each other, especially within the neighborhood. Even though we've all had a neighbor that we wonder, oh God, no way, this yeah. person. Uh, we are obsessed as a company, as a group, and about seeing that potential being realized per human, per person. Obsessed is a really good word. It's, it's, it's sometimes beyond that. Yeah. And the good news with it is it really comes across when yeah. we speak about what we do. Okay. So that's kind of, I think, that's the area. And then, and then within that, without getting too much into the business you know, layers, you've got to now go out. If you really believe this, which is arguably most people will say it's a very soft thing to believe, meaning... It's not in this in the business world. It's a very soft. How do you how do you make business around that, right? Like this concept that people want to be good to each other's neighbors, right? Like it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a very soft, non monetizable concept. So now you've got this multi billion dollar. It is monetizable. Well, I, we believe so, right? I oh, put my money on yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. But 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 that's that's seeing the unseen and doing you know like I'm, oh it, love that phrase. You know what I'm saying? Like that is it, right? So now. What we're doing is with within this, we believe that there's just that belief as well in the guys that are running multi-billion dollar organizations. Yes. But we just gotta work through all the dollar signs and all the things and get to the core and get them on board with us. And I'm telling you what I'm so excited about is we've got some of the most wealthiest, most powerful developers, property managers, seeing it and getting behind when, when, it. When, when we've talked about this, we'll talk about cool. business more. Um, what aspects of your business are you least maverick in? Well, the, 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 the quote-unquote logistics of building management. Okay. That's probably... Fair enough. Yeah. What aspects of your life are you most maverick in? <laughs> I have a very special relationship with my wife 
And a man like you is going to need a very special relationship with their wife. Otherwise, <laughs> you'll be a lonely man. Very good. She's an amazing woman, right? And and it's so interesting. Um, I'm not, I'm not even sure that makes me a maverick in my own life because I really don't jump out, out of buildings. I don't. That's not what I. You know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Although you probably yeah, yeah, I can see you doing some pretty fun things on the mountain, but um, I jumped out of a plane. Yeah. Too right, I have. I've never done that. So, that I can't say I'm ever This time. Yeah, yeah, this time, this time, it's right. Um, but I think, I think, you know, I believe that I can be incredibly, I'm, I'm a very busy man. And I can believe that with everything around me, with an incredible amount of, I, I think where I'm probably done a decent job, which often is a problem for many of the executives slash mavericks, the people that are, is that I've really tried to keep a balanced life and actually Excellent. really spend time with my beautiful wife, yeah. my kids, yeah. and do things with my family, mom and dad, Defin- sister, all that stuff. Definitely. What aspects of your life are you least maverick in? Uh, trying to get no. I don't want, just want it to be business. You know. I understood. Know understood. Yeah. Um, you know. I, I I don't want to say not being maverick equates to be being simple. But I'm a simple man. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, you get that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, like, uh, I mean, I've my wife is half Indian, half Austrian. Right? Oh, okay. And, and one of my most incredible moments were when we went to visit with her family, and okay. they had just they were just building this little kind of a old school kind of hotel, and and we went there. There was no electricity. There was no water, and it was just literally just the construction just finished. We can even call it finished. And there's literally no running water, nothing. It's called it was, an adventure. It was, and and I was there with the kids, and you know, you, you know, with kids, you gotta be like have amenities or whatever. We didn't have any, and but that was one of the most fun time for me. I'm not about. I just can't care. Couldn't care less about the cars and this, and I even like to put a decent suit on just because I'm meeting with people. I wanted them to know that I I care, <laughs> not because I feel yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, right? I get that. It's learning. So it's so, playing the game. Yeah, it's you know what I mean. It's just gonna put your foot forward, and yeah. you know, representing the company I stand for, and all these things. But all that being said, I'm actually a very simple guy. I mm. I, I want to be in moments. I like walking around. I like being on a, if you know if we're going on vacation, like being on a beach. I don't have to be in the nicest hotels. I just these moments of just being in the water and experiencing takes me back to where I came from. The simplicity. Trust me, the best things in life. Absolutely. Are free. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Okay. I'm not maverick there. I'm not pushing the envelope in any shape or form. But the thing is, different people have different balances, you know? Um, Is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy that you want to leave behind? Yes. What's the legacy, Joseph? You might think I'm crazy because of some There's nothing anybody will say to me that I will think is crazy. crazy. Well, it's just because I say that because I brought up earlier on my deathbed, right? Yeah. So what happens when I do die? Is what I ask myself. Mm-hmm. What do I want to leave behind? Um, not necessarily wealth for my children, because I actually have seen many people where that actually didn't backfire. Them yeah, exactly. And what you really, I mean, I'm not saying leaving money for your children is a bad thing, but my point is, yes, there's much, much more valuable things you can leave for your children than money. So, so. If, if that is the case, I just want to be remembered 
or thought of, and I, I, I suppose mm-hmm. that is legacy, as a person who wanted to do it the right way. That's a lovely thing to want to be remembered that's for. A, that's all, honestly, wanted to do the right way. Not necessarily even did it the right way, because there's no guarantee to success. There's no... No. Just always wanted to do it but the, the right fact, way. But yeah. Yeah. That's I, I, this I, I feel uncomfortable telling you simply because... Because you're opening your soul. I am opening my soul. <laughs> but there's a few times when somebody said to me, you know, you've had an influence on me, what have you. And then sometimes that when I get in a situation, I ask myself, what would Joe do? And I got to tell you, like, that is where you feel like if I literally died right in this moment, what a, that is a bit of a legacy. Exactly. You know, and, I, and I'm not necessarily saying every every decision I've ever you know made what, is right. You know or, what this is? So this is about, okay? What is this? Stop. This is what Tell this me. is about, okay? You're very humble. You don't need um, airs and graces. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to live a very simple life and, you know, make that difference however best you can, but you don't actually want a badge and a flag flying over it. And it's very difficult because one of the things... Slight detour, but I have to tell mm-hmm. you these things when I, they come into my head. My coach told me, okay, that one of the first questions he asked me was, how big a change do you want to make? To which my response was, well, as big as I can possibly make it, or I sold them short, and I sold myself short. So he said, right, he goes, well, one of the things you're going to have to deal with, because I would, I would quite happily do what I'm doing without anybody even knowing who I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now I have a responsibility. So, I already, I walked into somebody once and I went, because I don't do dress up. I mean, if you if I'm wearing my best clothes, I've got my Converse All-Stars on, right? And I walked in and I went, we've got to make this happen. And if I've got to put a power suit and a pair of stilettos on I'm to do gonna... this, I'm going to do this. <laughs> However, I found a way not to do that. But the thing is about is it's very it's that uncomfortableness. You know, I have at the moment I've got people saying to me, "Oh, I can see you on Oprah. I can see you doing this," and I'm like, "But I don't want all that." But now I'm the voice for these people. Whether to. I like it or yeah. not, I have to stand That's on this. Responsibility. And, and I have this responsibility yeah. Yeah. because there's there's hundreds of people that I'm kind of flying the flag for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're, the choice so got right. taken away. Exactly. Because what am I supposed to say? Well, no, I'm not going to do this because because my coach actually said, you know, this is, you know, this might mean you'll be famous. <laughs> and I have no desire to be famous <laughs> in any shape or form. But I know, infamous. Because, because you're not doing what you're doing for the fame. You're not doing... <laughs> that would be the one thing that I'd want to get rid of. I know, I know, exactly. But But the problem is... To actually affect people, exa- affect people's lives. You have yeah. to be out there letting more people know about it. Exactly. So, got it. Right. How much of anything about being a maverick is related to give back or paying it forward? All. I mean, I can't speak for everybody else. For me, it is all about that. It's all about that. Okay. Um, believe me, there is... And I will venture to... I, I, I shouldn't really be speaking about other mavericks, quote-unquote, but... You can speak about anybody you like. But but I will venture to say that is absolutely the case because there's a very good chance most mavericks have enough skill sets 
to have actually gone out and made so much more money elsewhere. I could have made so much more money. I can still go make so much more money. I mean, I can else. tell you now, fifty percent of the, over fifty percent of the people I've interviewed walked away from a six-figure salary to go yeah, and do this. Absolutely, and right. and add me to the to that side so, because yeah, exactly. unfortunately, but yes. Yeah. So so it, it, it's it's. It's all about that. It's all now. I, I guess. I guess maybe others. You know, some maybe people will do specific things for power or 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 whatever. But with me, it's all about that giving back. I mean, and giving back isn't necessarily as in as as a soft of a message as it is. It's all about that. Can you? Build it's it? actually that's actually the strongest message. It's nothing to do with soft. You know, but but it's it's how 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 can you affect an ecosystem that can feed on its own? Yes. And if that's sustainable. sustainable, that's what a powerful thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Have you seen the film Pay It Forward? Yeah. What a great movie. What a great yeah. movie. Right. I'm glad yeah. you're sitting down. I just nailed the author of Pay no. It Forward and the Pay It Forward Foundation. I'm interviewing her in two weeks. Wow. Where are they out of? I've no idea. Oh, you just all over the world, globally. Well, yeah, I was doing an interview yeah. and I said to somebody, ask the question. He goes, Pay It What? Yeah. I went, Pay It Forward. He goes, I've never heard that. All I was doing was looking for the link for, to send him a trailer of the film. Came across this foundation. I thought, I didn't know about this. Within, wow. Sent one email. They sent it to her. She emailed back and said, yes, I'm in. I'm like... That's unbelievable. You're onto something special. You're onto something special. I'm so excited. I'm you. just telling you these good things so I don't forget to I, tell them I, about Because the thing is, you guys are... Right, basically, how it works, right, I'm going to tell you this. I do the interview, you become part of my Maverick family. I'm getting married in November, you will be getting an invite. My Maverick family is actually, I hate to say this mum, but are more important than my real family. Wow, that's incredible. That's so, incredible. Halfway through, Mavericks tend to be risk takers. What's the biggest risk you've ever taken in business? <laughs> well, I, I, I left a six-figure salary and I remortgaged my house and I put all that money with three baby children. Um... Believe me, there was there is nothing. Like if, if if I was to have like a, a leak in my roof when I first started the company, I wouldn't know what to do. I was over leveraged. And and to a certain extent I'm there now the company's doing really well now, but but, but to a certain extent, you know, so we're not out of the woodwork when it comes to financial the responsibility. The company's doing really well at the moment. This is gonna go global. I believe so. I believe so. And I've got a few people I want to connect to. Okay, beautiful. So that's that's the biggest thing. And I, I, I don't think I'm unique that way. I think yeah. a lot of people have done that. How long has Bazinga been going? 2012. We opened the doors, 2012. Okay. So how many... How many ventures have you done in the past five years? So Bazinga's one of them. Yes. Um, on my own... <laughs> Um, or with people? Two companies, but two I've, companies. I've supported a number of people, okay, so right. I'd say maybe four or five that have helped. Okay. But on my own, this would be the second. Okay. In my li- but not five, like the last 15 years. Just my what would you consider are the characteristics of a successful venture? Um, I think a successful venture, within my eyes, there's so many successful definitions. Yeah, but I'm not asking them, I'm asking you. Okay. My eyes is is an organization that can that has enough might to sustain and grow an effect. So so might isn't only uh, financial, mm-hmm. even though that is a, a role. So you could have big backers or finan- you know venture capital groups or you just if you ain't making money, you're bankrupt. It ain't a business no more. Exactly. So might but also might can yeah. also be uh, influence slash um, 
uh, reach. Okay. So there's organizations that don't make a ton of money, but they're powerful yeah. because they have reach. They solve such problems and yeah. affect people's lives, and right? Influence. influence. Influence, exactly. Um, all in a positive way, and we're yeah. not referencing help in, yeah. you know, different, you know, uh, uh, specific interest groups. That's not my point. Yeah. My point is, like, really influencing people, affecting people's lives okay. in, in, in a big way. That, to me, is success. Okay. So, of the ventures that you've done, you said five in the last okay. one, right? How many of them were successful, according to that definition? Uh, two. Okay. What leads to successful execution of a venture? What's the ka-ching factor? In a Relentless way? commitment. Just, just commitment that for the overwhelming majority of normal people seems stupid. I love the way you use normal people. I use that word. I try very hard not to. Because it's kind of being elitist, but yeah. The 99% of people yeah. can look at the level of command and go, that, is, have, that has crossed the stupidity line. Yeah, but not being funny, the best shit happens in the stupidity arena. Absolutely. I'm sorry, but it does. Absolutely. What did you do that made those two ventures successful? I, what did you bring to the table, Joseph? I, one of it was, I was an incredible support character to the leader mm -hmm. of one of them mm -hmm. and the other one I was the leader of one okay. of them. What adventure is unsuccessful? What's the main reason that it fails? Often well some of them are actually still they haven't just reached a success line yet. So okay. I, I wouldn't but the, the the one that failed in my mind, the one that I'm thinking mm -hmm. of yeah. Has failed simply because, um, you know, for, for a couple of reasons, egos got in the way. Um, uh, and that often is a downfall of the world majority of companies. Yeah. And the other, the other reason was it ran out of, ran out of steam. It couldn't raise enough money. Okay. So, yeah. okay. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't a principal of the company. Okay. I just started them and funded some, some of them. But. As a maverick, what are you afraid of? Not seizing the opportunity. That's the number one problem. Okay. How important is team to you as an operator? Most important. Team. I mean, if you don't have conviction on a cause, you have nothing. But you also don't get a team. Because you just can't support yourself with a real, generally solid yeah. team. And, but if you don't have a team and you have everything else, you've got nothing. Yeah. Does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think it. I don't think an interaction. I don't think um, a reaction to something that went wrong or something that went terribly right. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't think it affects me, even though probably to observance or people that are close to me will probably say absolutely that, but I just don't know how. Yeah, because it's hard to be objective about it. Yeah, that. I can't be. Okay. You're right. Yeah. How and where did you get your permission to be a maverick? Hmm. It may have been, for me, where... See, I, I'm a, I was an only child for about 13 years. My, my, or 12, 12 years. My sister's 12 years younger than me. And then my mother always 
felt that it was almost like a younger brother than a son. Yes. In a weird way. You no, probably appreciate sense. that with your cultural background, right? Yeah, so, the, uh, age differences are very... Like my uncle yeah. was only seven years younger than me. Yeah, exactly. So my mother always... So I was one of those weird kids at 13, 14 years old who actually knew the ex- to, the, to the penny how much debt my family had. Right, okay. Which you would think like, well, why would your son know that? Like, yeah. my son has no clue about yeah. this, right? He's 11 now, but... Um, and I think what happened was, maybe that was my license to be a voice in what, quote-unquote, adulting. So all of a sudden, you're, right. you're not an adult, but you're actually participating and asked to participate as an adult yeah. and make adult decisions. And that's, in a way, that sense of responsibility and innovation that's required for you to bypass the years that you haven't learned these things. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plays a role. Yeah. So for me, it probably was that, was the way my parents included me in big adult decisions, decisions yeah. and all of a sudden it became, I've been referenced as like the rock of the family, or these types yeah. of references, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's just because you've just taken an approach of you take care of your people, you take care of your family, you take care of the people around you. Exactly. So, yeah. Is being a maverick related to creativity? You know, if you ask me which you are, I will say no. However, that's not actually, I've had this conversation before with many people. They think I'm very creative. Mm-hmm. And I completely don't see it. I really don't. I, 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 I do not think I'm a creative person. I think of myself as a person that can destruct complex problems and come up with simple solutions for them, which everybody jumps on me and says, well, that's creativity. But I actually look at other people that create things that are so phenomenally amazing, and I go, wow, they're so creative. I don't even, I can't even belong. But I guess, I guess if I had to kind of, let my guard down and, 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 and accept the definition I've been told. I guess deconstructing problems is creativity, but I don't see it that way. Yeah. Do you understand? I understand. I yeah. think you need to read a little bit about what creativity is. Then. Okay, fair enough. Because fair definitely, enough. Yeah. Um, anybody... When Mark showed me the sheet and I read about you, and he said, I think this guy's a maverick. I read the sheet. I said, the guy's a maverick. This is... The, do you want to know what I said? I, I said... So everybody here is trying to make money out of building condos. And this man's trying to set up something that people are actually communicating together. Of course he's a maverick. <laughs> so I, I'm... Yeah. So yeah, that's I what I, <laughs> I think it's different. You know, also, it's about what you know. Yeah. I've just done a master's in creativity. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to have... Yeah. A, I've been absorbing this. So yeah. I'm going to... You know, it's like... Some, what did somebody say the other day? You read seven books on something and now you're a world expert. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. if you just read, in fact, if you want to read about creativity... I haven't finished reading it, but I lent it to one of my other Mavericks who loved it. But um, I'll download like, it, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. borrow it. No, no, I'll download it. Yeah, you live down the road. Yeah, yeah. Have it, you want. So oh that God. one might be useful to you. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Um... I'm just going to get a photo for that. I'll yeah, no worries. Right. How is being a maverick related to innovation? It's funny. I, 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 so I, I feel more comfortable with the innovative tag than I do with the creative tag. And maybe that is a, a, a you know... Because maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't, it doesn't weigh as much. Maybe I'm, I'm, 
you know, I feel like the creative was just such a big thing, man. If either of my parents okay, I can live with that. Maybe. I don't know that. You know, maybe it's the other way around, right? It's so funny, right? But I will say this. Um, you can't see something. So so when when I embark on whether this company or, or a problem specific yeah. with what we do, you're seeing what we said the invisible, right? You see, you can see where you're going. Yeah. You, 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 your heart is telling you if you do this, something is going to happen. Yeah. And it's a good thing and it's going to look something like that. And you yeah. really aren't 100% clear. But now you got to construct that bridge between where you are and where that amazing thing is. And now you're looking at that bridge and going, well, what do I mean? Is it a wood bridge? Is it a, a suspension bridge? What am I doing to make that bridge happen? And you lean on what you know. In my case, technology is what I know. So I go, okay, so I'm going to innovate. I'm going to take bits and pieces of this technology and innovate through to what that bridge will look like. I would, I just want to say it's not, that's not, technology is not all you do, all you know. No, no, absolutely. Because if you listen to, if I reflect back on how you've been talking and the things you've been saying about your childhood, your biggest strength, your your vehicle is technology. It's the vehicle, it's a bridge, absolutely. Your, your, yeah. your, your um, skill set is actually your awareness of human, the human capacity to care for someone. That's... Well, it's powerful. It's probably a first thing. It's not statement. powerful. It's... it's it's, it's what you've just been saying to me, so yeah. I just put it in one sentence. No, thank you. It's, I mean, powerful that you've been able to put it in one sentence. That's why you're right. Powerful. That's it's why just stating the obvious. Um, like you said, mavericks see what other people can't see. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Mavericks tend to be learners. Mm. What are you a student of? Oh, well, uh, I'm up at 6.30 in the morning every day, and I really should be doing what you do, just work out. And I will get back into that eventually because I don't want to. Are you pretty much in, buddy? You only do that. Yeah, I was gonna, I, you know, but I am, I am learning. I am reading about innovation. I'm reading about creativity. I'm reading about, but the the, the challenge I have with learning is not being influenced by the learning. Let me let me tell you. This yeah, is, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a bizarre thing, right? I. I'll go on a tangent, but I think it's an important piece. Go on piece a tangent. For, what the heck, right? I mean, how many times uh, in my life are we going to sit down and have this conversation? There you go. It's true. I, how often do I turn my phone off? And, okay. So, so there's something called minimum viable product, mm-hmm. right? This is you've heard of that. Okay, good. So it's it's basically it's a it's a very techy nerdy thing that came out a few years ago, and it's it's kind of this concept of bootstrap and a concept that you have. A basically, it's, I've never read about it. I don't know about it, but a minimal viable product prop to me means that the um, however much money however little money you spend you can produce something that's, that's right. the minimal thing that yeah. will make you so money so we have an idea to build a software that does X right so yeah. we, we instead of going out and blowing our brains out and putting this thing with bells and whistles because we don't know how people are going to feel about it we're going to build it just just utilitarian very basic and we're going to get in the hands of people people are going to start using it and then we can start building on top of it it's like all these different technology tools that we've ever used, like when your iPhone first came out, which just literally had one icon on it, right? Yeah, you know, and not being funny, you look at most of the f- things, facilities on it, how many people use it? All. Exactly, it's so true. So why waste right? the money? It's exactly, so you start with this minimum viable product and you build on it, right? So this is, a, this is a lot of people swear by this concept and believe in this concept. So I studied that and just like everybody else read the books and, you know, Lean Startup and all that stuff, right? And then I realized, so it's one thing to learn it, mm-hmm. And then I realize now, I start watching and learning, quote-unquote learning, studying, 
how people are influenced by this concept and what the effect of the concept is. And it was incredible, because you think, this is a good thing. This is a wonderfully good, solid concept. Do what this concept is telling you. However, what ended up happening is a lot of entrepreneurs, especially young entrepreneurs, inexperienced entrepreneurs, started to actually cut corners, and they put that under what's minimum viable? Minimum, just do the least, do the least. They started to actually make the product not look beautiful, but they could make it look beautiful. They can make the product desirable as well as usable. But they didn't, they just opened minimum viable. And you ended up seeing a lot of startups fail. So I look at these concepts that I read about, and I am a student of that, and I'm most intrigued about um, uh, when it comes to my, tra my trade, basically, technology, yeah. I'm most tr intrigued about, you know, behavioral things, how people use okay. technology for different behaviors, right? But I also try not to be influenced by it, and being, when you read it, I still have to feel that it fits completely 100% with my soul. Yeah. And then I apply it if it does, and often it doesn't, and I just, or I think it, it's not the same. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And just because you read something and it's written in the Harvard Business Review, it doesn't mean it's the truth and it doesn't mean it fits your life. Then it applies to you. Exactly, it right? And that's really what I was what I'm saying. Yeah, is, you know, there's a rule yeah. that, you know, if you want to look like a supermodel, you don't need chocolate cake. Right. You who, know? Wants, who wants a life without chocolate cake? Right. And, you know, like, okay, so the, you know, when you read, you know, the books like uh, the coffee books, whatever, and the first thing says, you got to remember everybody's first name because, you know, the most important thing people want to say, well... Yeah, but I have my own way of connecting with people. I don't need to apply a level of, you know what I mean, a lesson that I learned of how to connect with you. I can just have my own way, authentic way of connecting with them. I'm just using that as an example. I'm not saying no, it's a no, bad no, thing, no, but you no, understand I what I mean, that. right? Yeah, definitely. So that's really what I'm, what I'm yeah. just saying. Here. Okay, no, I like the way you, I like the way that you're big enough and man enough to take information and interpret it your own way. Right. That you know what you, you know what you just showed me. You just showed me what a maverick you were. Mm. because otherwise what you would have done is you would have taken mineral viable project read everything and accepted that as the norm but right. you didn't you right. immediately turned around and went actually it doesn't have to be like that right. that is exactly what a maverick would do fair enough fair enough yeah. it's exactly what a maverick would do right. they right. do not take things as read the same way you said you know yeah there's something nice about wearing it. I don't really like wearing suits so you, you dress in a way that suits you right you know, exactly you, yeah. it's an interpretation right. Right. You know? Exactly. And some people can't let Need go. Yeah, exactly. Conform. It's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love that word. <laughs> do you draw on other mavericks in any way? I, I do. I See, my thing is, I think there's something very special about an overall majority of people. Like, I do. Everybody's gifted. Yeah, like, I really do, right? And sometimes it's slightly... Like, like it's often very obvious, and sometimes it's less obvious. And I'm even arguably more intrigued by the ones that are less obvious because because yes. this is such a such an interesting story. Because you got to dig deep. There's a story, there's stuff yeah. there, right? Yeah. And and Sunita, my wife, always says to me, and her and I, you know, really are intrigued. But there's always a story. You see a human being. You drive in India. It's a little child walking up, but there's always a story, and it's an incredible story often. Because yes. it's someone's life story. It looks exactly. to us like it's just transient we're in and out we're walking around we're in this building we're walking just the even if you look at all the homeless people here yeah. right yeah, we don't know how they got there you have to walk what do they say you have to walk in a man's shoes for at least a week to realize what their life's like absolutely so there, yes there's always a story so I, I i am intrigued and drawn by it but it isn't always by the loudest most charismatic guy mm -hmm. in the room or gal in the room 
It's often by people that have stories. So actually, what, but what, in terms of the question, yes. how about other mavericks? Do you draw upon them? Have you got a network of mavericks? If you have a business idea, oh yeah, I can just run it by them. Yeah, I do. I do have um, um, a few people that that are very... There's, they have specific skill sets that really shine when it comes to specific topics okay. or specific verticals yeah. that I actually draw yeah, upon. Absolutely. Different yeah. It's like you said, their skill set and their talents. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anyone who's a maverick that inspires you? It doesn't have to be somebody famous. Who jumped into your head? <laughs> In a weird way, I... I have the most respect I've ever mustered in my life for my father. Okay. Wonderful. Now tell me why. And the irony of the whole thing is my father actually was never really incredibly successful in business in anything he's ever attempted. However, he's but never... But that's a worldly definition. Exactly. And, and that's, that's the key for me. My father was, was um, an incredibly honest man, full of integrity, um, to a point where he always had the most quote-unquote corruptible jobs his career because he was so non-corrupt and because of that and because he always took the jobs uh, and I'm talking about accountants and big yeah, companies yeah, whatever yeah. in Egypt um, and because of that he actually had to always have to have a second job to support income because these tell. jobs all cor- you should be making money the salary money. is compensated exactly by, yeah. by, by, by the actual job if you're yeah. in that job you do that right so so I've seen my father um you know, uh, who was an accountant, be delivered by a driver after his five o'clock job and then jump into his own vehicle that he turned into a cab. And he'll be a cab mm-hmm. driver till midnight. And my biggest fonding mo- fond- fond- moments, fondest moments is w- 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 memories when he, when he would put me in his passenger side and would actually take people on rides and the cab is not sophisticated since there's no, nobody's calling. And, Do you, you know, know what's really funny? Yeah. Um, what you described about your father, yeah. that's the reason I'm marrying the man I'm marrying. Really? Yeah. Has integrity written for him like a stick of rock. Wow. Never met a man like him. Wow, wow. And they're, they're special. They exist. They exist and they're special. So, Anyways, I can go on about my father. No, but yeah, that's great. That's probably the first one that came to my mind. Okay. Who is someone in your life that makes all the difference? You know... Obviously, children are the joy of of my life. But you know, the journey I've had with, with, um, with my wife has been an incredible journey. Um, we ha- I had just been a part of the startup process, my last company, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety eight, <laughs> and we, as the founders and the people that started the company, really couldn't afford to pay ourselves. We didn't have much money, so we lived on credit cards, and eventually credit as cards got maxed, right? Yeah, as they so do. you're like, uh-oh, what do we do? And I'll remember moments where we were, so we'd just give each other checks, but we wouldn't cash them. Mm. We'd just have the checks yeah. in there, right? And I remember one time I was very, um, and, and I had met my wife literally the week, and I started, I started my last job, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember her coming out and picking up a pizza and just coming home, and I, I literally, like, barely can pay the, the, the mm. you know, the electricity bill. And we just hung out, and it was just amazing. And I knew at that moment this is not about anything else other than what we have together. Mm-hmm. So she makes all the difference in my life. She's such a strong woman and special woman. And, and the other one that I also look at is, is my mother. My mother's an incredibly strong woman as well. So. Yeah. What do you have to suffer or sacrifice because you're a maverick? 
Yeah, um, there is a there is suffering, um, and the suffering is 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 the weight that I described. Um, but there's also you in my world in my ecosystem. I really treat myself last, and that's a difficult thing to reconcile sometimes with your own family even. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you always, and maybe this is. Maybe that may be why I will never be incredibly financially successful, simply because maybe I just don't do the right deals <laughs> when it comes to my own self. That I don't know that. But my point is, I'm always more interested in the bigger outcome of a transaction mm-hmm. than just one person's take-up from a transaction. I get that. Yeah. My mom says, if you don't look after yourself first, Billy... You'll never be able to do anything for anybody else. Yeah, and your mother and my wife talk okay. a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously. Because, because, and this is the area that I find most difficult. Yeah, you, you, I got to take care. You can talk about you, unless you're, you can't change all these people's world if you ain't, if your world is fucked up. So true. Well said. Technical term there. Love that. What motivates you as a maverick? What makes you jump out of bed and think, yes, bazinga, go? Um, I mean, I mean, even on the days when you just want to pull the duvet, yeah, yeah. really, <laughs> really, I could, really? I could sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving the needle. Explain. So I use the expression. I I get I get joked about this expression. No, I've never heard that expression. So that's not. No, really. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that when you when you look at a needle, uh, at a gauge. Yeah. And there's a yeah, needle. Yeah. Oh God. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you want to start your day, and the gauge is here. And then you want to go to sleep and you're absolutely exhausted. Yeah. And the only thing at the end of the day that you can really think about is, did I move that needle? Or was today just just for the sake of waking up and go to sleep? You see what I'm saying? Did the needle move? And and I, I am... Now, in life, the needle also goes backwards <laughs> sometimes. Of course. So, can you, at best, either counter the force that's moving the needle backwards, taking you steps backwards, or effect for the needle to be moved forward. And I'm a bit in euphoria right now as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur or maverick or whatever because the last six months have been incredible for the company and I'm seeing the needle moving every day to a point where I'm actually being able to almost out-muscle the desire for the needle to go backwards. Uh, you know, there'll be bad days, and there'll always be bad days. But but that to me is what makes me wake up every day excited, just being able to move the cause forward. You know. Awesome. I read something yesterday on Facebook, and it was saying something about I can't remember who it was. I'll have to find it. It was something about was it Abraham Lincoln or something? And he used to get up and ask himself one question every day. And I just think you need to rejig that question and ask yourself that question every day, mm. which is like, well, ha, not don't, don't go to bed at the end of the day and say, did the needle move or not? Ask yourself the question: What am I doing today to move? To move the needle, needle? absolutely. And that's the only yeah. question you need to yeah. ask yourself in the beginning yeah. of the morning. Yeah, the rest yeah. is absolutely. semantics. Absolutely, okay. absolutely, great, great. Is any part of being a maverick related to finding out who you are and what you're capable of? Yeah. Yeah, over achieve, uh, over overcoming what you felt were things that you could never ever do, or things that were not meant for you to do, or you were never 
that's not who you are, or whatever. All these things are 100% um, a part of the journey. Okay. Do you like so, being a maverick? I do. I do. It can be tough, but I really, 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 really enjoy the, the creation. Okay. I really do. You touched on this before, but I'm going to ask it anyway in case you want to elaborate, yeah? Is being a ma maverick important or a and or a responsibility in any way? It's, it's an incredible responsibility because it's almost difficult to be a maverick. I, I suppose it, you could be a maverick where you're really not affecting a team or you're not working closely with a team. And there are amazing artists and people that really did things that, and they were just on their own in their own confined space, right? That just not my journey. Uh, my yeah. journey requires a lot, a lot, a lot of influence of uh, people around me. So, so there's no doubt, um, there's no doubt there's a sense of responsibility because these people live and breathe okay. what you essentially believe. Now you've nearly finished the interview, on a scale of one to ten, how maverick are you? Seven. Seven's good. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone who feels they're a maverick so that they can be the best maverick they could possibly be? You know, be comfortable in your own skin, mm -hmm. I think is, is, is... But I use that advice a lot because I actually think it's the most important thing, period. So if I hire, I'm not looking for the most talented people. I'm looking for the people that are most comfortable in their own skin. They just have to have some talents yeah. that fit somewhat in the job. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that. I also would say that, you know, to, to, to those people, because usually one of the biggest problems being a maverick is people don't see what you're seeing, um, is, is, is have the conviction in your heart find its own channels to come out of your mouth. And to come out of your behavior, you know, because yes, that's usually definitely. a difficult thing for people to do. They yes. have it in there, but it's just difficult. And we've all struggled with that. Some of us are more blessed with, you know, oratory ways of communicating that, or you know what I mean. We're not all yeah. created equally that yeah, way. Definitely. So, so, but, but you can't give up on that. You gotta battle to get these yeah, things. Yeah, it's just out. another skill you need to brush up. You got it. You got it. How do you promote and serve other? people to be mavericks? That's a that's an interesting question. I um, That's the one that Bruce gave me. Mm. He actually said, you know, a lot of mavericks mm. are so full of their own ego. I know, that's that's a challenge. And yeah. he said, but how do they help out what about the younger mavericks coming behind us? What how are they help what are they doing? Right. So I mean uh, our circle of influence changes as 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 as, as people, and uh, you know, I try as much as I can to be as available for school business schools in these places. And when I go out there, I genuinely say to them, "Reach out to me if you ever need anything." Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny because a lot of them probably just go, "Oh, really? I'm not. Here's an email. I'm gonna see what happens." And I should always respond. Yeah. And I always make the time for a coffee. And I always say to my people, take the coffee. I always tell my staff, take the coffee. And my definition of take the coffee is, is if somebody knocks on your door and has something, as long as it just has a purpose, whether the purpose aligns with you or not, but it just has a purpose, take 
the coffee because you never know. All recognizing very well that you might be hovering at five percent, hundred coffees and five of them are just amazing. That's still an amazing opportunity for you. So now the challenge I have is as I get a lot busier, how do you create that balance? And yeah. and you need to channel that through more structured ways so you can actually affect more people and help yeah. more people, right? Definitely. But I do think we have an incredible responsibility with that. I will say this. I will say and the reason maybe I don't feel myself in the in the same definition as the Uber Maverick or, or even as I started by saying I, I don't know how much of a Maverick I am is because I'm incredibly comfortable giving credit to others. I really am. Just like really, really comfortable with it. It isn't about that. Because it's like, it's, you know, you, you do the good thing, you throw it in the sea, good things happen. So because of that, I actually think I have a responsibility to serve others mm. by just even my own staff or whatever. So. Yeah. You know, somebody explained it to me really nicely. I was like saying, you know, I have so many people who say, can they go, can I go for a coffee with them? And what they want to do, they just want to be with me, have some of the energy, me to give them some advice. Yes. They just tell me that. And yes. it's great. I said, but you know, I'm a coach. I can't keep doing this for free. Yeah, yeah. And he turned around and he was sitting here. He's my best friend and I was telling him, actually showing him what I do. And he turned around and he said something so simple. And I will, I will go, you know, help anybody out. If I told you how many people I have copies of in the week, I it's bet. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, I'm supposed to be giving a girl a lift to the hospital tomorrow who had an accident that I've met once. Huh. You know? Yeah, yeah. And he turned around and he said, but yeah, Billy, you just told me you did 58 interviews and they're like pretty fucking shit hot people and they just gave you an hour and you're worrying about giving somebody a coffee. Powerful. I was like, touche, buddy. <laughs> How do you serve yourself to be a maverick? So you said you read yeah, the stuff. Yeah. I, I I do, I I do think. I mean, there's there's reading. There's obviously meeting people. I think I, the best way I personally find myself growing is by being so open minded about what others have achieved and how they've achieved it. Mm. Um, because one of the problems when you're really so wrapped up into your own ego and your own quote unquote accomplishments is you just think, well, oh, it's always about. Because one of the key things is com- competitiveness mm-hmm. in, in, in achieving something, right? So, so, so some people just can't help themselves but apply competitive rules to everything they do. Yeah. So even when you're meeting with somebody else who's successful, they sometimes struggle letting the competitive juices mm-hmm. override the conversation. So you sh- and, and to me, I'm just so not about that in many ways. I'm very competitive in the sense that I just want to achieve these specific things that I'm seeing that others can't see. But I'm not necessarily, like I think, I think there's been people that have been amazing things that are selling milk and selling product. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's been amazing things all over us, around I think us. You, you seem to be somebody that, yes, you want to achieve and you've got a goal and you've got a vision, but you aren't doing it by detracting from anybody else's journey. Exactly. Like, I often get asked the question, wow, you know, Bazinga, like, somebody else must be doing this. Said, Honestly, they aren't doing the exact same way. Oh, but somebody's going to copy you. I said, I hope so. I yeah. genuinely hope so. And I go, what do you mean? I go, I was speaking on Venture Capital Group not too long ago. I said, I hope so because, because the pie is so big, the cause is so pure, that if others actually get inspired, any way or shape or form by this concept and it's happening in Singapore that's a win that's a fantastic thing that's a growth that's, yeah. that's a legacy <laughs> One of, what did what did Jeremy say he told me 
He, my coach used to work with some of the biggest CEOs around the world. And he turned around and told me a really important thing. And he said, he used to work with this guy, multi-billionaire successful. And he turned around and he said, you know how you speak? Like, immediately, all those people are like, what if somebody else does Bazinga? His philosophy and his whole approach was, there's enough business out there for everyone. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. enough business out there for everyone. Just worry about your own business. Absolutely. About the, Especially when the cause is, is great. It's like, great, exactly. What's your biggest ambition right now? Actual ambition is I want to see a full city Bazinga. using... Yeah, Bazinga. And that's what I'm working really hard on. Yeah, that's going to happen. I've been meeting with mayors today with the yeah. Vancouver mayor. I, 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 I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see that. That's going to happen. That will Because just... not being funny, considering that Vancouver is the most livable place, one of the most livable places in the world, um, and yet is known for, oh, people never talk to you. Yeah, dubbed as one of the coldest places in the world. Yeah. we got to close that gap. Actually, I think that's bullshit. I moved here in May, and I had a house party in October, and I had over 50 people over. Yeah. You are what we're trying to clone. That's basically what you are. <laughs> yeah, honey, you're going to have to pay me a second. <laughs> right. I don't have the thought If you yet. could have a superhero power, I think God couldn't make that mistake oh, twice. Yeah, no if, you, if you could have a superhero power, what would it be? Um, I love it when you smile because I know something good's going for you. <laughs> no, I was just, no I, I, I'm just smiling because it's really cool questions. Um... I would, I'd go back in time. Is there a specific time? It's not the one of the questions, but I've got to ask you. <laughs> well, yes. Um, uh, so intrigued by the 30s and 40s, specifically. Okay. okay? okay. Um, this concept where there was arguably so much wrong in the world. Right. Colonialism, um, um, slavery was in some, arguably to this day, but, but you know, really was all over the place. Okay. Uh, freedom wasn't available for people. There was major religious strifes, which still exist to this day. But, and then you wonder if I had supernatural powers or I had some leadership abilities at that time, whatever, could we have corrected some of the course of things and expedited some of the more wonderful things that have affected life? Now, I say that, obviously, knowing that the question was so hypothetical. <laughs> so the answer is arguably more hypothetical. But, yeah. but do you understand? Yeah, you, oh, you, I understand. If you well, were to be back in those, in those, in those periods and you think of, of some of these things, knowing what we know now or arguably even some of the, some of the you know, that would be amazing for me. Not, not okay. for wealth creation or anything like that. It's purely for, for, for yeah. seeing how yeah. would that have happened. I've studied heavily, yeah. I'm more, just for whatever reason, I'm just really intrigued by some of those key wars that we've been through, right? Yeah. The First World War, the, 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 the Second World War, the Israeli-Arabic Arab world, which my dad fought in. And mm. So I'm, these things were close to me, and I'm just so yeah. intrigued. It's really funny, because I'm, I'm sort of listening to what you're saying, and I'm like thinking, do you know what, there'd still be humans that would be fucking up. Oh, and they would yeah, still be probably. mavericks trying to change the world and make it a better place. Yeah, and, and, and what I think is funny, in a way, like, you know how there's been so many movies done about these things, stories about this? But I actually would be intrigued to, 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 to see a movie that actually comes to... Because I think that what you just said is going to probably be the case. Like, 
It would be so interesting to watch a movie or to write a, a book version. to see a different version, how it actually ends up being the, the same. same. Yeah. Like, that's a great book to be written. It's a that fictional a book. It's a bloody good movie. I'll it is a it. great movie, right? Like, I think like, you might need to um, diversify your Diversify, movies. that's right, that's right. So, anyways. What do you do for fun? I, uh, I, I mean, I, I enjoy playing football, soccer. I played last night. That's, it's the only, only thing I do where I am completely turned off. Excellent. Make sure you do it on a regular basis yeah. or you'll burn out. That, so, I, I mean, fun. Yeah. I mean, I lost last night, so I don't know if that was fun. But I sure enjoyed that. that, that I, I do that. And I, okay. I, I spend time with the kids. And, and so, yeah, that's, that's probably my favorite thing. Final question. What would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you? Hmm. That's how you get some of those good questions. There. Yeah, I like that. So... Because I know if I told you this with a little bit of luck, it'll be good enough to make the list for the next 32 entrepreneurs. And I'm so intrigued about that. I would, this is the, so I'm giving you like really the selfish reason why I'm asking, what I'm, what I'm telling you. You this. can because, ask it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm more, I'm always intrigued about what, about the lowest point that people felt where they doubted themselves the most the lowest point they've ever felt on their journey as mavericks because because everybody can speak about the high points yeah and i think i think your question is brilliant because you really dissect the ecosystem but that moment where one questions everything they stand for okay that's intriguing to me okay thank you very much for letting me interview